It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Let's hear from Auburn head football coach, Hugh Freeze. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We're in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Hugh Freeze was checking out everything that was happening in the premier all-star game or the practices with, of course, Eculiota and Derek Hall uh, working out in front of pro scouts. I went over to him afterwards. He had a few minutes, and we recorded a quick few-minute conversation. The first question that I asked was, was cut off due to some technical issues. So my first question, I'll, I'll say it here, then you'll hear his response in just seconds, but was, hey, coach, there's a million things that have happened since you've been hired at Auburn. Uh, it, it has to, I mean, has it all been a blur? It has. It's, uh, you know, you just have, have had zero time to be in the office to get to know your team. So that's the most uncomfortable thing. And the thing that I'm looking forward to the most after today is, is getting in the office and getting to know them, right. figure out who we are. What are you selling to all these guys? Obviously, 12 guys come to the portal. You picked up a lot of recruits. Um, you're going to get a. You're probably going to get a talented running back later this week. I mean, what what uh what are you selling? What are you pitching to these kids? I think Auburn sells itself. It's, uh, you know, there's only what four to five schools that have played for two national championships for the last 12 years. Auburn's one of them, and um, you know, it's I think it's somewhere that. The right type of people can come in and, and restore the Auburn tradition of winning. And, um, you know, our, our community and the campus, the people, I think is a great environment, and people sense that when they come now. And um, so, obviously, I have a vision that I sell with me for for them individually and for us as a team. But it's a, it's a collaborative effort with everybody from campus to our staff and to the vision. Quarterbacks, you're a big quarterbacks guy. You got a lot of guys with a lot of upside. Uh, what do you what do you think about your quarterback room heading into your first spring here? Yeah, hey, I've told him we have got to grow up, and I've got to grow up in a hurry. If you what, want to what, be the what's guy. that mean? I read that quote. What's yeah. that mean, coach? Well, I mean, I, I don't know totally either because I haven't <laughs> okay. I hadn't coached him a single down, but I know this to be the quarterback at Auburn. There should be a leadership quality that comes with you when, when you're working out right now with Coach Dom. Or in academics, or everybody you're dealing with on campus. I mean, if you want to be this guy for me, there's some expectations that come with that. And uh, everybody's got a clean slate, and I don't know what's happened in the past, don't care. But I can just tell you now, we've, we've got to handle our business, and then you got to show me you can do it come spring practice. And I think we can improve everybody that's in that room. Sure. 
but uh, I don't know that yet. Got got to see for sure. Sure. Offensive but I'm line. Excited. I'm excited. to go work with it. I bet. Yeah, a lot of new faces, specifically on the offensive line. Uh, I'm sure you're excited to get to work with that group as well. Well, that's that was the place that you had to try to get fixed first. I don't know that it's when I turn on the film, I don't know that the quarterbacks are getting a fair evaluation because they truthfully did not have a lot of protection. And um, so you had to get that somewhat fixed. Ha have we? I don't know. I think I know we improved ourselves. But um, I think the 24 and 25 classes are going to be the really vital in whether we succeed or not here. Sure. Coach, thank you for your time. No, thank I, you. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Cool stuff. I, I, I get why he recruits at such a high level now, and we'll touch on that in a second. But the quote that stood out to me the most that kind of made me say, wow, okay, this guy is a little bit different, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. The quote was, if you want to be the guy for me, there are some expectations that come along with that. Talking about leadership, talking about consistency, and talking about being at the level that he wants them to be. And we've talked about this before, how much he expects out of his quarterbacks and his quarterbacks at pretty much every year, whether he was at Ole Miss, whether he was at Liberty, they've delivered at a high, high level. And of course, Malik Willis is the gold standard of that example. But still, I mean, just raising the bar, like how good was Chad Kelly as a quarterback? How good was Dr. Bo Wallace as a quarterback? And I think uh, I think you're going to see whoever it is, whether it's Robbie Ashford, whether it's TJ Finley, whether it's some other person that transfers in that May 1st and May 15th transfer window later this year, I don't think it matters. Because whoever it is, they are going to reach the expectations of what Hugh Freeze has for the quarterback position. And to me, that's, um, that's going to be a higher bar than what has been set at Auburn for probably the last half decade. Or so I'm not even just going to say the Brian Harson era. I'm just going to say in, in general because I think even I think even before that you had a really talented quarterback in Bo Nix, and it just it, it didn't work because I, I think I think there was, sometimes there were situations as far as you know are they, are they in situations to be able to succeed? And we talked about this on Monday's show. He 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 used the growing up comment again, and he said that when he spoke to uh, spoke to a group of Alabama coaches. Over, uh, I guess, I think it was last Friday we talked about it on the Monday show because I, I, I kind of made the comment like, hey, I think this is hurting Robbie Ashford's stock. But he made that comment again. And I'm like, okay, coach, what does that mean? I didn't expect him to say I don't really know yet. I didn't expect that. I'm just going to be honest with you. Was not expecting that. But I, I think, once again, it's about taking that next step. And he's been very consistent and very clear. Like, I don't care what you've done in the past. And I think that kind of hurts Robbie Ashford just because, look, I mean, he wasn't perfect in 2022, but I think he was fine, and I think he kind of felt like Auburn's best option going into this offseason. But let's don't forget a key fact in all of this. Going into last season, TJ Finley won the job. And there was some stuff that happened, and, and like I've said before, like maybe I was part of the fault of that with his father coming on. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I hope that didn't play a factor, but it certainly might have. But it seemed like after TJ got hurt, he never really got a shot again. How much of that was personality-driven? How much of that was Brian Harson wanted to roll with Robbie Ashford? I, I don't know. 
But if it's a true battle again, like we've seen in the past that TJ was able to win that job. I'm not saying he will. And in fact, I'm predicting that Robbie will win if it's the current state of quarterbacks. I think they're going to add a transfer that's going to end up being the guy, but it's still too early. It's still too early to see. And so just talking about the fact that the, the quarterback room has to grow up, whatever that means, Hugh Freeze isn't exactly positive what that means for the conversation you just heard. But I do think that it's about taking that next step. And I think, I think you can make the argument for all of the guys in the room taking that next step, whether it's Robbie becoming more accurate, whether it's Holden Gurner just getting used to the speed of college football, or whether it's TJ Finley kind of saying, hey, I mean, we've heard, we heard him kind of being the better leader in the fall and throughout summer. We'll see if, we'll see if he takes that next step um, as far as whether it's maturity, whether it's consistency. Uh, I don't know what all falls into that. Um, it'd be impossible to, unless we know those guys personally. So there's a few other things that I thought were interesting, including, um, he kind of took a dig at the previous offensive line, um, in a way of defending the quarterbacks on the roster. We touch on that in just a moment, right here on locked on Auburn today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel FanDuel in case you didn't know. It's America's favorite sports book. It's the official sports book of the NFL. And of course, it's the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. And if you have not used FanDuel yet, you are in luck. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on anything from the money line to point spreads who will score a touchdown and of course with the Super Bowl there's a million prop bets and we will have some fun with that closer to time. FanDuel Sportsbook app it's safe, secure, easy to use and best of all you can get your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 that's FanDuel.com slash locked on make every moment more with FanDuel the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today, that's KubotaOrangedays.com. Some other things that Hugh Free said in our conversation earlier that stood out to me. He said it's hard to evaluate quarterbacks because they didn't get a lot of protection last year. And he said he added that truthfully in there just to kind of like make it a little more, uh, you know, to soften the blow a little bit. But he's right. And I mean, how many times have we talked about this? We've talked about it a ton. Like, Robbie Ashford and TJ Finley both looked significantly better last year if they have any sort of protection, any sort of protection at all. And to me, you know, he, he made the comment and he kind of, it sounded like he was managing expectations about like, have we gotten better? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know if we have or not. And like, it certainly, it certainly seems like they have, but you know, the left tackle is from a smaller level of competition. I think go to Britain's going to be great, but like he is from Western Kentucky. You know, the the guy that's either probably going to start a right guard or right tackle, Dylan Wade, like he did play at Tulsa. And I think these guys are both good enough to take the next step. I'm betting on them. I'm, I'm buying stock on both of those guys right now. 
It's like, we don't know. Like, we don't know what this offensive line is going to look like. And I think he kind of hinted to that with his answer talking about the offensive line. But boy, he called it out. He's like, this is a position of need. And we had to go out and get it. And that's exactly, exactly what they did. And I think four of the five guys that ended up starting next year were not on the roster two or three months ago, which is wild. Absolutely crazy. So good for um, good for them. Have we gotten better? He doesn't know. I think we have, but we don't know until they definitely strap on the pads and, and get going. And then, you know, he, he did the whole, when I asked, what are you selling all these kids, right? Because it's still a vision. Until he kind of shows what he can do at Auburn, it's still a vision. And you can draw on what he did at Ole Miss. You can draw on what he did at Liberty. It's still a vision. It's still an idea. It's still just this theory until he starts kind of putting, you know, points on the scoreboard and wins on the schedule. And you can look back and kind of say, hey, this is what we achieved. You can help us take that next step, right? And, and he mentioned 2024 and the 2025 classes as far as starting to really build this foundation, his first two full cycles. And I think he's going to be able to do it. But I, I just think the overall energy of the whole Auburn sells itself, we kind of always said that. And then we realized, like, oh, like you still have to put the work in for Auburn to sell itself. Like you still have to get kids on campus. You still have to create relationships. And you still have to get these kids to trust you before you can really take that next step. But Auburn, Auburn kind of gets you in, in, in the door and it gets you in the living room and a lot of these homes. And a lot of these kids are excited to come on campus, especially with this brand new facility. It's going to be awesome. So, I um the angle that I want to discuss on this because we've heard Auburn sells itself for forever. Is Hugh Freeze wanted this job so bad? And there's just something about Auburn. I think we're all going to agree on this. There's something about Auburn where it's just like, if you just buy into it, it's going to be worth it. If you just buy into what Auburn is, who the people are, what Auburn can offer, the ceilings are very high, the floors are really low, like, Everything that comes with it, if you just buy into it, it just usually works out. And, and, and I think we're going to see that with Hugh Freeze. He wanted this job two years ago. He obviously wanted it now. That's, that's why he accepted the job offer from Cohen. But I, I just, I know he said like Auburn sells itself and it's just this new guy coming in the door saying all of this. But I think with the way he said it and just how bad he's wanted this job, because it was kind of looked down upon for a little bit. Like, Oh, man, he, like, wants this job really bad, so, like, we shouldn't really consider him. Like, that's stupid. Like, that just doesn't make any sense. And I think over time, people came around to that. And so him saying Auburn sells itself, it's like, I, 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 I think he believes that. And I think he gets it. I think he gets what Auburn can be. So I really like that answer, even though it's a little cliche. But I think the way he addressed it and handled it is a little bit different. And I think it adds some substance there for sure. Mike G., of the War Report. It's still a War Report Wednesday. We just get him for about 10 minutes or so. Joins us in just a moment. And we talk about the guys that are in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, what Ecu Leota and what Derek Hall did on the first day of practice. I think I'm one-on-one -on -one with some position groups, which is very, very fun to see. But also, kind of the glass half full way of looking at the roster management side of the gaping hole that they're leaving behind them. So that's coming up in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you were looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to buy a Built Bar. And look, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. I'll make sure you can hear it on audio. This is a sweet, crinkling wrapper of a Built Bar. This is actually a rare Built Bar. You want to know why? 
It's um, it's salted caramel flavor. It's one of my favorites. I love anything caramel. But it's rare because it hasn't been opened yet. And you just don't see many of those because Built Bars are so delicious. They're so jam-packed with protein. And they're so good for you because there's like no calories. There's like 130 calories in these bars. Very low in sugar. And they taste like a candy bar. And you're like, it's just you see one and you read the nutrition label. And you're like, I'm just going to eat this right now because there's like no downside to this whatsoever. So you just don't see a whole lot of them wrapped just because people just go through them so much. And you don't have to go to Built.com anymore to get them. They're in Walmart. They're in Sam's Club. Just drive over. Or, of course, you can go to our friends at Built.com. Thank you to Built Bar for partnering with Locked On Auburn. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need indeed joining me now on this war report wednesday mike g of the war report always good to see you my friend it, look i'm down here in mobile and got to watch uh got to watch Derek call Eculiota. they're holding their own they're looking really really good they're spending a lot of time one-on-one with with some some uh, nfl coaches which is exciting and i'm excited to see more of them Today, because they're having this big media breakfast on, on Wednesday morning, and so I, I think we'll probably see more and more content about them throughout the next you know, 48 hours. But Mike G, one, I mean, what great representation for Auburn to have at a position that the NFL absolutely covets, and they are constantly looking for pass rushers. I think both these guys can do it in different ways, mm-hmm. which is fun, but also just the hole that they're leaving on this defensive front. It's, it's a little concerning. Well, you're talking, Zach, about two guys who should get combine invites, right? And I would think so, yeah. They, you know, they're out at the Senior Bowl uh, looking great. Uh, Auburn's got some big holes to fill with Eku and Derek leaving at the same time. Eku Leota is going to be one of those short-lived careers at Auburn that we're going to wonder, like, how epic could have been if he had played yeah. the whole season, right, and not come in at probably one of the more dysfunctional times in Auburn history. Uh, I mean, his span, when you look at the last three games of 21, and like the first three or four games till he got hurt in 22, it's like, dang. Like that, I mean, that that was a run where, I mean, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that he did really well. He was, he didn't disappear in the run game as far as stopping the run. Mm-hmm. And he consistently was able to create pressure. And I think some of that had to do with who was on the other side of him. I mean, Derek Hall generated more attention than, than Eku did in most situations. But still, I mean, he capitalized and he won one-on-one matchups. And I think that's kind of what we saw on Tuesday's open practice at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, you know, one of the things that Eku was really underrated at was tracking the ball carry. When he got after the quarterback yeah. and he was in the backfield, he never overpursued Zach. And he did a good job of just kind of breaking down the ball runner and keeping him in front of him, right? So – Auburn at one point during the Brian Harson tenure was leading the country in tackles for loss. And yeah. Echo Lugota was a big part of that. So it's going to be interesting to see how these guys do at the next level. Again, their combine performances will play a big role in how high they get drafted. Uh, now we know that players on winning squads get more attention. Uh, and unfortunately that wasn't really Auburn, but sure. 
Uh, right. I don't think these are two names that you can overlook in terms of the next level and what they can do. So happy that these guys had a great senior bowl. Hopefully they continue to build on that performance yeah. uh, going into the NFL draft. Yep, no question about it. And look, you know, a lot of people have Derek as a first rounder. I've seen Eku's name is anywhere as like day, uh, you know, third pick or third round pick, excuse me, to like, you know, seventh rounder. So we'll see. We'll see. And then, you know, you got to think playing in the senior bowl all week will help him with that. But as far as like filling the hole, right, that these guys are leaving behind, um, I'm hoping I get the opportunity to ask him about Dylan Brooks and like what yeah. they think about him. Can he take that next step? Um, is he your guy? Are you high on Dylan Brooks? I've been high on Dylan Brooks from the beginning. Now, this is a guy that ESPN rated as the 18th overall prospect in his class. Sure. Uh, so, you know, based on what recruiting service you looked at, I mean, he was anywhere in every range of the top 100, essentially. Uh, but it's his time to shine. It's kind of do or die for him. Like, if he's going to come around as a player, this is his chance. Uh, so he's got to step up this spring and and get into that starting role. He's been at Auburn for a couple of years now. So it's time to it's time to show what you got. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. To me, it's not about his physical ability mm-hmm. with Dylan Brooks. It's about his physical presence. You know, how big can he be? And, in fact, I just remember during the first viewing window that we were able to watch them in pads in fall, I was watching the edge guys, and there was one guy significantly smaller than the other one, and I just had this preconceived notion that, like, Marcus Bragg wasn't going to be, like, there physically mm-hmm. and i'm like oh i thought it was marcus bragg then i was like checking the numbers like oh no that's that's brooks it's not yep. it's not bragg in fact bragg looks great <laughs> bragg looks really really good and, yep. and he ended up having a pretty solid final season of his collegiate career but yeah to me it's like he's just too small he's just too small and like if i'm a if i'm an offense right now and if dylan brooks stays the size that he is i'm running at him Anytime it makes sense. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Not some of the time, Mike G. Anytime it makes sense. And so unless you just want to use him in third and long situations, which there's a role for that, right? There's a role for that in today's version of what football is at every single level. If you just want a pass rusher on your uh, on, on you know, third and long, second and long against, you know, a passing heavy tendency team, like I'm cool with all of that. But if he wants to take that next step and be an Eculiota, or be a Derek Hall, like I, I need to see 15, 20 more pounds on him in a developed frame. And, and we'll see. We'll see if that happens or not. Yeah, listen, Zach, it's that time of year where we talk strength and conditioning, baby. It's time Let's to go. get in the weight room and get your weight up. <laughs> That's so, right. Uh, you know, this is the time of year where players change their body. You have a truncated time period between January, uh, January, which is the end of bowl season, right. and the start of spring practices to start that transformation spring yeah. hits and then you've got all summer to work on it so i'd be interested to see if, uh here if the coaches gave him that feedback if i had a chance to talk to his coach or hugh freeze hey what you know what feedback did you guys give dylan brooks about his weight uh and right. you know do you guys want him to play it at, at a bigger size you know does that fit the type of defense that they're going to run so you know in today's sec you have to be big and fast simultaneously so yeah hopefully they can make dylan brooks into that type of player I guess the glass half full way of looking at the edge position is okay. We saw, we heard Hugh Free say it a few minutes ago. Offensive line was clearly, clearly uh, the target, right? Like they needed offensive linemen. And you saw them just pursue linemen with this reckless abandon, right? I'm sure NIL was part of it. I'm sure effort was part of it. And just overall time and interest was all part of it. You saw them go after edge guys, but not to that extent. 
right? Like not to that extent at all. And so maybe they feel like Dylan Brooks is there. Maybe they feel like there's going to be a lot of pass rushers that come in the second window. They'll be able to stock up that. Maybe they feel ready, you know, about Keldrick Falk day one uh, as, you know, a true freshman. Can he, can he impact that? Because they got Elijah McAllister early, you know, the transfer from Vandy. And then, like, you didn't really hear anything about a, about a lot of edge guys after that. Like, they were talking to some. There were whispers and rumors and all that. But nothing, like, super, super heavy. I think that's the glass half full way of looking. at it. like, okay, maybe they feel okay about it. Maybe they feel okay about it right now. Yeah, the roster management again is something else we're going to be keeping an eye on this spring. So going into right. the spring, uh, we're going to be looking at who's where, right? Do any of these freshmen, these guys that they brought in, have a chance to step up? And garner a spot in, you know, this new era of Auburn football under Hugh Freeze. That's right. Uh, you know, so there's there are going to be some interesting position battles. I think Edge is going to be one of the most interesting because of the holes uh, that Derek and Eku are leaving. Uh, so it's a lot of guys to watch. And, and, you know, they went, you know, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell when they go after a position, whether it's because they feel good about it or maybe there was nobody that they felt good about you know, at that position in particular, uh, you know, it's hard to get inside these coaches heads right now. We'll figure out a lot this spring. Yep. My two year old's playing the piano right now. If y'all can hear that very, very, very beautiful stuff. I think we got like a future Mozart (laughs) in the family, but I think, I think when you, uh, you look at the edge position, it's really the only one, only position I can think of and correct me if one pops up Mm -hmm. in your head, but I, I, it's the only position group where I can make an argument for three different people and the argument's different for each of them. Dylan Brooks, he's been on the team. Mm-hmm. Maybe he knows the system, but like there's a new coordinator coming in. It's like, I don't even know how much that holds water, but he's been here, right? He's been here. He's going to be the most comfortable. You don't have to worry about the transition period with Brooks. Keldrick Falk, probably the most talented of the three. It's just, is he ready? He physically looks the part to me. Like he looks ready. Like he is a special, special player. That's why rivals give him the fifth star. So it's like, all right, do you just put the guy with the most talent on there? And it's like, all right, he's going to be a freshman at times just because mm-hmm. it's impossible not to unless you're a very, very special player. Um, or do you go with the experience, right? Do you go with the guy that's like, okay, probably has the lowest ceiling but the highest floor, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. with, with Elijah McAllister, the transfer from Vandy. So you can make an argument all three ways, and I think that's what makes it really, really fun to talk about the edge position. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bring in guys who, as a group, are multifaceted. I think is a good thing for Auburn. But no Zach, can we can we just take a t- uh, uh, can we just take a moment to appreciate that a guy who committed to Auburn got a fifth star? <laughs> like <laughs> a yeah. guy a guy who committed to Auburn got a fifth star and didn't go the other direction. My I think, G- I, I, think I think this is a wave that's coming under Hugh Freeze and the, oh, the at the really? club that he's about to recruit at. We've talked about the Bama bump. Okay. We've talked about the Georgia bump. Okay. Give me the Auburn bump. Keldrick Falk, the first victim. Let's go. <laughs> it's freezing in here, Mike G. Oh my God. That was Cordy Zill. Hey, do you <laughs> do you uh do you think that's about Hugh Freeze, though? Do you really think that's about Hugh Freeze? No, of- I I think Hugh Freeze got him to commit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that. But as far as as far as Keldrick Falk's talent, no, no. I mean, I, I think it's all about what Keldrick Falk has been able okay. to do. Clearly, all he's right. been putting in the work. Yep. And you know, John Garcia. You know, our recruiting expert here at Locked On talked about it the last time he came on. It's like, you know, I think he's playing 2A at Highland Home. Like, mm-hmm. you never know if those rosters that these smaller schools put out are correct. They're just never checked, right? Right. And so then, you know, he goes to the All-American game, the All-American Bowl, whatever it's called. And, like, he weighed more <laughs> than what they listed him at. 
And he held his own against these other four and five stars. And then, like, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, because it's hard, right? Like, I mean, if you're just so much better than everybody else that you play against, like, you know, Keldrick Falk blowing up a 186-pound left guard, like, that doesn't do anything for me. Like, exactly. I love it because, you know, yeah, I'm pro Keldrick Falk all the way. Right. But, yeah, it's just like, you know, what, what do you do? But then he's like, oh, he's holding his own and excelling at a high level against other elite players. So that's obviously what got him the fifth star. But I think Hugh Freeze is going to start getting guys like that. That That's all I mean as far as looping Hugh Freeze into it. Yeah, uh, listen, uh, I'm ecstatic for that young man to get that fifth star. Sure, he deserves it. Good for him. Star. Uh, so few achieve that every year that when it is assigned, it's a special thing. And I think he's going to be a special player. So I'm excited to see what he's going to add to that edge room for Auburn. Mike G., if people want more Auburn content and they're not checking out the War Report, what are they missing? Oh, you are missing our morning drop. We're live every morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central, bringing you guys daily Auburn news along with Locked On. So uh, check us out over on YouTube at The War Report. We're doing big things over there. Yep, yep. The War Report on YouTube. Become a member. Become a patron over there. It's worth it. These folks are worthy of your attention and your Dollars. You can find all of my written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.